Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard. And New Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at Casa at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So, big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Stay tuned right now for the three love ladies, Terry Brinkater, Kathy Enderbrock, and Evelyn Davison. It's time for Love Talk. Thank you, John. We are in studio today at Texas. Today's Christian Talk, 1120 The Bridge, broadcasting out of Austin, Texas. And in the studio with me is... Kathy Enderbrock, and loving to be here with you guys this morning. And I am Coach Carrie Brinkater. Hello. Hello. We are what? The Love Love Ladies. ladies. (laughs) (laughs) We love life, and uh, we love just following the Lord Jesus and... When when we look at where we are in our nation today, uh, we have to really uh, open our eyes and our hearts and our ears to to hear what the Lord is doing and saying to us. And it's a beautiful time in Texas as we move into the fall and uh, the time changes and we bounce off of two or three other things. And But one of the things that, that we want to talk about today is leading with love and uh the Lord says in Psalm 92.5, Lord, you have done great and you have done such great things. How deep are your thoughts? Kathy, what does that mean? God How has deep to... are your thoughts? <laughs> I don't know if I ever have deep thoughts. <laughs> well, I have a little problem with that, too. <laughs> you know, I, so today's program, we are going to be talking about loving and living the word. And, you know, I think... There's so many of us who would say, oh, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Well, does that translate into your living? Does, 
Mm-hmm. Are you living out mm-hmm. what your words are saying that you that you believe, what your heart is feeling? And, you know, so many times our, our heart can just feel these great emotions, especially at church on Sunday or, you know, when we spend time at a, at a special conference or when we go and spend that time with God in prayer. And then we get up from those moments and we walk out into the world and we're kind of paralyzed and there's this pause and there's this disconnect. And so what we're going to be getting in today are some of these truths and looking at how can we love and live uh, out the word. You know, how can we love Christ and turn around and live that out? And so we are going to be opening God's word and uncovering these great things that he's done and these deep thoughts uh, that King David is talking about when he wrote this, this, um, these words in Psalm 92, 5, over 26 hundred years ago can you imagine that i mean Mm. these were eternal yeah and that it impacts us so greatly today and can make such a profound difference in our life and you know this is one of the things i love about king david is he never saw god face to face like abraham did Mm -hmm. he never sat in the physical presence of god like moses did but he loved God's word and he lived it out. It impacted his mind and his heart and his feet. He walked it and he talked it. And today we're going to co- we're going to consider how we can love and live the word like one of the greatest kings in history that was called a man after God's own heart. You know that is uh, that's a really uh, wide. Adventure. <laughs> uh, we think how you live it out, because you know I'm, I'm pretty old, Kathy. You've been living it out for a lot of years. I've been living it up too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like that. Living yes, it out, and living it up. I love it. Uh, but we're in a time right now that we've never seen before in our nation. Right. And uh, we've got some big choices uh, that we've got to make. And we need to know what it is God has to say. And that's why God's word is so viable, so uh, mm, powerful. Relevant. Relevant. Uh, And because we cannot live without it, there is no way we can live it out in these days without it. And when we look at um, where we are uh, in in the things that are happening right now in our lives individually, I'm deeply uh, embedded in this new book that we're writing called Praising and Praising Across, Praising and Praying Across America. You know, we wrote the one, Kathy, that you contributed to called what? Praying and Praising Across Texas. Texas. Yes. Uh, and this one is, is different uh, in a couple of ways, but it's going to be a directed way that we can take what God says and implement it into our life. And we'd be doing that through a 49-day prayer journal of praying just seven days a week, uh, seven minutes a day, seven days a week for seven weeks. And we'll be praying for, and it'll come out just before Christmas, for the new president, the vice president, secretary of state, and attorney general. Because these are the four leaders that God is going to allow. Now, whether he actually chooses them, uh, because we, he gives the privilege of 
us the privilege of making that choice. Mm-hmm. And we've really got to pray before we vote this time. You know, I do love how God gives us that privilege of impacting his kingdom and choosing. And I, I think that's, you know, when we say this is one nation under God, God allows us a choice in so many things, whether we choose his son or reject his son, whether we choose righteous leaders or we choose leaders that uh clearly have no moral grounding mm-hmm. and, and don't know what the truth is, even if it just was right in front of them. And so I, I think you're right. It'll be interesting to see um, those those leaders that are in government, um, how that's going to shape the nation and how God's going to use them to accomplish his will. Because whoever, you know, whoever he puts into any position, whether it be um, – at your local government level, state level, whoever um, you are choosing, and he is going to use that person to still accomplish his will. And I don't. Sometimes I think, wow, his heart must be broken mm-hmm. for where we have allowed this nation to get. Right. But I also am so grateful that he is uh, waking us up. That you know, so many Christian uh, organizations and movements throughout this nation are really starting to wake up and see the state of where things have come and you know i'm always media wants to keep us asleep and i i even heard this morning coming into the studio there were these two uh, radio hosts and they said why does the christian keep saying why do all these christian leaders keep saying that there's a war on christianity why do Mm. the christian leaders keep saying that uh, the the church is under a period of taking having its rights taken away. That that is not true. And you know, I'm I'm sitting there going, how can you say that's not true? How can you say that's not true when a young boy in California who his mama put puts Bible verses in his lunch, and he happens to share those with kids next to him, and he gets expelled from school because of that, and police visit his home. How can you say when all all different states, no, numerous states around uh, the United States, their courthouses are being forced to take out the Ten Commandments. How can we say that Christianity is not under attack when they want to take God out mm-hmm. of our, um, help me girls, out of our... Um, one nation under God. One nation under God. Thank you. But when we stand and we say the Pledge, the pledge of Allegiance, when they mm-hmm. want to take God out of the Pledge of, pledge of Allegiance... And, and and so I, I'm just saying, look, when others would want to lull us asleep with lies, we have to wake up and see the truth. And this is what King David did is that, you know, he was he went from heights of being anointed as Israel's uh, king by Samuel and then being chased and, you know, where the reigning king was wanting to take his life. But he was always able to look at things with God's perspective and know that God was in control and God was sovereign over all things and continue to live out and do the right thing. And I think that's what we're called to as Christians. Well, I love when we talk about David because he wasn't without fault. Oh, for sure. And none of us are, right? right? And I think he's so relatable because of that. Yeah. You know, you, you can look at David and you can go, uh, but he committed adultery and he, you know, he. And he, he killed. And he killed. And so, you know, I think David, David did love the Lord and he was so repentant for the things that he knew he did wrong. And. 
So he's so relatable to us. And he's a manly man, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a warrior. Mm -hmm. But David was also a poet. I mean, look at the Psalms, Mm -hmm. you know, and... I, I think he, he just speaks to every single one of us. And, Kathy, as you talk about politics today, I, I think so many of us look and we go, but there's, hmm, my choices are a little limited here. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, kind of between a rock and a hard place. I don't really know what to do or how to turn. But I would encourage you to look at your local level as well. You're going to have so many people that are godly leaders in your local level that you can really affect and and you can support mm-hmm. and, and you can love on and give them encouragement. And as we talk about our, our national level, you know, you might have some questions, but really focus on, on the people that are right around you, too, right. in your <clears throat> space. That you can love on and that you can support and that that you know that you can encourage them in in Christ. And this is, you know, I love Evelyn, your book. When, when you put out that book, Praying and Praising Across Texas, it really helped me start my day with a strong focus, praying for our leaders and um, just thinking the right thoughts and getting the mm-hmm. right perspective about where we are at. And so I love that you're, you're, you've are you just committed. I mean, I know it takes so much time when you could be doing mm-hmm. so many other things and your grandbabies are wanting to spend time with you. And there's, there's so many requests that you get for your time. And so the fact that I know how important this is to you and, and the people who are asking you to please do this. I just I just am looking forward to this book coming out and getting it in my hands. Well, you know, it is important that we trust God. Absolutely. Uh, it is important that we uh, address him, you know, and that's what prayer does. It connects us. Uh, mm, Jeremiah 33.3 3 says, uh, call me and I will answer you and show you. Call me and I will answer you. And show you great and mighty things which you have never seen. Mm. If we just take that scripture, Kathy, and every day we get up in the morning and say, Lord, show me today. You know, let the eyes of my heart see you. That's what Paul prayed for. Absolutely. He said, I pray the eyes of your heart might see God doing things. God doing things. So as we look, you know, at that today, we've got to open our eyes to see. We've got to open our ears to hear him. And it is through his word and through the power of his Holy Spirit that he gives us what it is we need to live and to really uh, make an impact on the times in which we live. Mm. And we are going to talk about this key truth that David knew when we get back. Um, It's that God thinks deeply about us. How is God thinking deeply about you today? More on that when we get back. Stay with us. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. 
Let's get back with the three love ladies, Carrie Brinkater, Kathy Enderbrock, and Evelyn Davison. You're listening to Love Talk right here on The Bridge. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk 1120, The Bridge. Thank you so much for joining us. We just want to remind you that we are on Saturdays at 2 o'clock and Sundays at 3. You can catch the love ladies here on 1120, The Bridge. Get the app on your phone so that you can listen to us wherever you are. It's so fun. Thank you again for joining us today. We're talking about living and loving the Word. Oh, Kathy, you took us out to break talking about how God thinks deeply about us. And when I really stop to ponder that, I am blown away by what that means. God thinks about me, little old me, Carrie Brinkader in Georgetown, Texas, that he thinks about me and he loves me and he protects me. In Psalm 40, verse 5, it said, Many O Lord, my God, are the wonderful works which you have done and your thoughts toward us. Miss Evelyn, you had some comments about that before we went to break. You you were talking about the present, the past, and... And the future. And the future. You know, we just, we just don't uh, major a lot on future, um, even as we teach our children. Uh, but the future that we have as Christians is so powerful and the way the Lord was going to work this out from his word and what he's taught us uh, we need to learn to live every day like it's the final day I mean when we leave we need to leave with love Mm -hmm. and when we lead we lead with love leave with love and lead with love and so when we look at and that's why that that scripture is so important that he, he has thoughts toward us Jesus sitting on the right hand of the Father, and he's praying oh. and listening and administering angels. There was this little boy told his grandmother one day, he said, you know what? Uh, God is, uh, is left-handed. And she said, what do you mean God's left-handed? <laughs> he said, well, the Sunday school teacher said that Jesus sits on his right hand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't. We just have no concept, really, in the reality of who we are as human beings, of the power and the existence of God and, and, and the significance that, you know, he makes in our life. You know, and I love the fact that we can say we know that he thinks deeply about us because in the Bible it says that he thinks deeply about us, that his works are wonderful and his thoughts towards us are wonderful and that he thinks he says David says how deep are your thoughts and I mean Evelyn I do struggle with this a bit because I can read something in in God's word and I know that it is true but you know I've seen pictures from the Hubble telescope Mm -hmm. and and I've seen that the earth is just a tiny little speck of dust in the Milky Way galaxy And I am just one of billions of people on planet Earth. So I'm even a tinier speck of (laughs) dust. So what can God possibly be thinking about my life? I mean, I look him down there and go, can can I see her now? Can I see her now? (laughs) No. What what does he think? What are those deep thoughts that he thinks about me? Well, the first thing is is that he, he made all the parts that put you together, Kathy. 
Psalm 139 tells us that he took all of that and knitted it together and gave you a life. Mm. And your life has significance to him. He's involved in it every day. He got, as we mentioned earlier, you know, he has a yeah, angel brigade and he sends them out to fight for us when we need to fight for And he, But the most important thing is he created you. He, his, he knit, knitted those things together. He had a purpose in mind for living in you and through you in a world that's looking for the answers to the issues of life. We forget that. There's a whole world out there that's looking for answers. And when the Lord Jesus takes resting in our life, he gives us the power to see and to hear and to get, become involved in those things that we would not have the ability to be involved in. Mm. And so it is not only the significance, but it's the fact that he has a plan for your life. And what is that? Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. He said, I know it. I know the plans I've got for Kathy and It's for good. And not evil. And, you know, in our time we're living in right now, that is really important to realize God does not plan evil. It comes from the enemy of Easter. And that you might have a life and a future ahead that brings hope to you and enough that you've got left over to give somebody else. I love that. When I when you were just saying that verse, Miss Evelyn, in Psalm 139, verses 13 and 14, that he knit us together in our mother's womb. It's so powerful. It gives me chills just right now. I'm sitting here. When you really think about that, the Lord knew what he was doing. A verse that has been very special to me is one in Luke 19, and it says that he pursues you. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost that he pursues you. Friends, I didn't always walk with the Lord. Um, I did grow up in a Christian home. I have the most wonderful parents on the face of the planet. They are phenomenal, phenomenal people, and they brought me up to love the Lord. But I strayed from him mightily um, in, a, in a time in my life. And there, there was a point in my life when one day I, was, I needed to get in the car and go and break up with a boyfriend. I was in college. I think I was about 21. And I did this under the influence of alcohol. Mm-hmm. I got in my car on my own volition after I had been drinking. And you got a little polluted, huh? Oh, Miss Evelyn, this was a dark time in my life. And um, the roads were slick and wet, and I'm driving down I-35. I-35. Oh, wow. Kathy, down I-35. And, um, I, I, I mean, I, I'm kind of shaking just even telling this story. I, I lost control of my car and I spun out and I, I had to hit my brakes suddenly because somebody pulled in front of me and probably, I probably didn't actually have to, but being, you know, having had probably a couple of drinks, I, I did and I spun out in a place on the highway where, praise the Lord, there was no barrier between my side of the highway going south and the side going north. It was like a grassy median. There wasn't one of those concrete barriers yeah. there. Wow. I ended up in the grassy median. And I was driving a stick shift at the time, and I I stalled out, of course, you know, in the grassy median. And I thought, what are you doing? Carrie Renee Pearson, that was my maiden name. What are you doing? And I I just sat there for a minute, and I thought, okay, I I have to get out of here. i got to get back on the highway, and i got to pull off and collect myself, right? Because, gosh, I'm I'm a captain. 
on a college women's basketball team. I am the president of the business fraternity. I I am all of these things. I am on I am a student leader at my school. What am I doing? And I I kind of had this, you know, quarrel with myself and I got well, back like on a the battle, I would oh, think. Yeah, it sounds like Evelyn. a battle to me. The battle and I pulled it back onto the highway and I pulled off into a parking lot and I just sat there and I said, Okay, Lord, obviously you have other things in store for me because I could have just died. I could have just killed someone else. Thank you. And I just sat there and I just cried and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. What, what, what is this? But the Lord was pursuing me and he said to me that day, I've got more for you, Carrie. I've got so much more for you. Stop this. I've got so much more for you. Go take care of this business you know, and and come back to me because I was not living like I should have been. And I'm, I, I, go, I go back to that time. I've even told my daughter this story. I told her it was probably one of the worst decisions I'd ever made because um, she asked me one day, what's, what's the worst thing you've ever done, Mom? <laughs> I'm like, oh, goodness. Okay, Lord, here we go. And um, I've told my daughter this story because so many things led up to that decision, so many bad decisions led to that bad decision. Mm-hmm. But the Lord continued to pursue me. Mm. And he said, Carrie, I'm so not done with you. And I, 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 he, he adopts us into his family. And he says, come be with me. I've come, I've come that you can be my son, that you can be my daughter. And when we stray from him, he still pursues us. And I go back to that, and I just think about how many wonderful things the Lord has allowed me to do since that day. Now, now, friends, I can't tell you that right then and there I turned my life around and never made another mistake. I, 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 that would be that would be dumb to tell you that I did. I mean, more, but I that was a defining. That's that's one of those times where you put that stake in the ground, and you say, "Okay, Lord, I know you're with me. Thank you for allowing me another opportunity, and I I I will do my." absolute best with your help and your grace to not screw this up well you know and i love the fact that you said that he adopts us you know adopted children generally come with kind of a lot of problems you know and it depends on how long it's been since they haven't been adopted you know it's one thing adopting a, a little baby um but you know, you adopt a 13-year-old child, and there's a lot of things that you're going to have to work through with that child. And I think when God does adopt us and completely 100% into his family, he gets it. There's going to be some things that he needs to work out with us. We've got an inheritance. Yes. And, okay, I get it. So God thinks deeply about me. God thinks deeply about us. He planned us. He created us. He pursues us. He adopts us. Okay, I got it. We have nailed that one down, and we are going to be looking at what was the other thing that King David knew about God, he, that God not only thinks deeply about us, um, but David knew the truth that in this world we are going to have trouble, but take heart, God has overcome mm-hmm. the world. And we're going to look at how he did that when we come back right after this. Stay with us. Daily hope, daily healing, daily talk and information. Today's Christian Talk 1120, The Bridge. 
Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Let's return now to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison, Kathy Enderbrock, and Carrie Brinkhater. Welcome back, listeners, to today's Christian Talk. You are here with the Love Ladies on Love Talk. We are on 1120 The Bridge. It's a beautiful, wonderful afternoon, and we thank you so much for joining us. I just shared a very personal story about a time in my life that was pretty dark, that wasn't walking with the Lord, and um, the Lord protected me. Praise the Lord, he protected me. In Luke 21, verses 17 through 18, it says, that we will be protected and um, that God has a plan for us and he created us and it praise the Lord that he pursues us. He pursues us with his diligence um, that he seeks us and wants to save us and he adopts us. And Kathy, you took us to the break say talking about King David. Oh, goodness, King David and how he knew in this life that we would have trouble. That's true. I mean, King David could look back through Scripture and see all of the the evidence that, um, you know, being God's people did not mean that everything was going to be a rose gardens and honey. Okay, <laughs> right. Um, but being God's people meant that you were called to be righteous. That you were called to do do the right thing. Seek God. Do the right thing. That God will direct your steps. Um, you make your plans. He directs your steps. And, and what man would, would intend for evil, God will use for good. We see this back in the life of Joseph, who King David would have been very, very uh, familiar with. And, and then uh, in our new, and that's in the Old Testament, friends. And then we can move to the New Testament as well and see uh, this, this same thing that God will use all of these things for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. And so one of the things that King David knew that no matter how difficult it was, that God was sovereign and God was in control and God had overcome the world. And these are the words that, that Christ actually used himself in John 16:33. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, exclamation mark, I have overcome the world. And so that's a promise that we can all use. And that, that's something that's such an anchor for me is that no, no matter how difficult it may seem, no matter how insurmountable the, the crisis may appear, 
that God will use all things for the good of those who love him, that he has overcome the world, that he is sovereign through all things, and we can just focus on doing what is right and good. We seek him, and we focus on doing, we focus on him, and then we, we love him, and then we live it out and do what is right and good. And this brings us to the third thing, that David knew backwards and forwards, and, and I'm actually going to couple these two things together. He, when we look at loving, loving God's word, it is a profound truth before us and, and it stimulates a profound trust inside of us. And so here are two truths that, that really have made a profound difference for me and that really instruct me every day. And it's, it's these two truths. You will never be alone. And we see that in Deuteronomy 31 and in Hebrews 13. And it couples with this, your prayers will always be answered. Now, God tells us, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Don't you worry about being terrified because of of whatever is going on around you. Do not be anxious. And he says, here I am. Your prayers will always be answered. And he answers our prayers in three different ways. He answers with his patience. He answers with his assistance. And he answers with his presence. And I want to step through these three things, ladies. I don't, uh, but I don't want to belabor them. But I want to tell you that I know from experience, as I'm sure you do as well, that when when God answers with his patience, it, it just tells us he is listening. We know that God isn't blind. God does not lack understanding. He doesn't rely on us to explain to him what's going on. He doesn't rely on us to, to help him understand what's going on in the world. But he is patient with us when we need to vent. And King David vented a lot. Like, you can go through all the Psalms. Have you ever vented? Uh, yes. One of my assistants and I, we used to have this rule. We would have five minutes of venting. He, I like <laughs> it. He, he would say, okay, I need five minutes. And so he would vent for five minutes, you know, and then he would say, okay, I'm done. And, you know, then, you know, maybe later on in the day, it's okay, I need my five minutes. And we would vent for five minutes, I'd vent, and then we're done. And, yes, King I'm David. I'm really going Right? Don't you love that? <laughs> but you have to be done after five minutes. Okay. Like, that's the whole scoop is we can vent all we want, you know, but be done. After five minutes, <laughs> you're right, Kathy. King David, he did vent a lot, a lot to Jesus and or to to the Lord, and um, he he expressed his feelings in ways that I think are are beautiful. He was scared, he was afraid, he was happy, he was sad. All of these emotions he puts forth in those psalms. You know, and I love that over and over again we'll see at the beginning of a psalm where he is like saying, God, do you not see what the wicked are doing? And this is miserable and this is so hard. And then by the end of the psalm, his venting and frustration has turned to praise. And I think, and that, that kind of takes me to the next because God answers with his presence. And there are those times when we are so filled and over what we, we kind of get filled with the wor- with the world you know it just it's like it just seeps into us and impacts us and overwhelms us and we're like it's been a yucky hard day and we can go and vent to God and and put things in his hands so that we don't have to get bitter so that we don't have to take revenge mm-hmm. we can put it before him and know that he is the righteous one to go and take care of that and then somehow that that anger and that frustration leaves and I think when it when that when we let go of that, you know, sometimes he fills us with this peace. But I almost 
feel as though for me it's like the Holy Spirit rises up with his peace that when when I allow the world to kind of get me down and get me frustrated it's like I you know I kind of suppress and squash that Holy Spirit inside of me and when I get willing and I let it go it's like God says, well, I've been waiting for you to do that. <laughs> you know, How do you like being empty, huh? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to fill you up, honey. That's right. I sit here in this studio with two women, Evelyn and Kathy, who've written books on prayer. And I, I look at the both of you, and I know you've spent many hours and days in prayer. And... I think one of the biggest things that I've learned from reading and looking at and listening to the things that you two have written is that the Lord is accessible. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we think that um, he's this giant sitting above looking down at us, you know, and kind of monitoring what we do. But really, as Kathy said, you know, David poured out everything to him. It's a friendship. You can speak to Jesus in a prayer just as you speak to your friend that's sitting Mm -hmm. next to you. And I think that's something that's been so comforting to me as I take things to the Lord in prayer that I don't have to use crazy, awesome words that are super flowery or that make me look intelligent or important. I can sit and talk to Jesus, just like Kathy said. I can vent, and then all of a sudden those things turn to praise because I am in the presence of my Savior, the King, but he's my friend, and he's accessible. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I love those times when he, he offers his assistance, when there is that need, and we're like, I don't know what to do. And then he provides, and he provides generously, and he provides in his perfect timing. And so, you know, David knew this. He would never be alone, and that God was listening. His prayers would be answered with patience, assistance, and God's presence. Evelyn, what what are those, as, as you think about living and loving the Word, what are those promises that David knew, that you know, that really put a spring in your step? Well, you know, one of the things that um, that we have to remind ourselves is that God does listen. But he also sees and he hears. Mm-hmm. And when we look at where we are, uh, we think we have a lot of needs that are just absolute essentials, and they're not. Uh, we are given the right and the privilege to ask him questions. I, I've thought so much lately about Governor Greg Abbott. Uh, he, his new book out is Broken But Unvowed. Mm-hmm. And when he was in Memorial Park in Houston, and it had come that big rain flood and loosened roots, roots of that tree, uh, as he passed by, at that moment, second of time, that tree fell on him mm-hmm. and broke his back. Literally, crushed his back. And recently, um, someone asked him the question, you know, about that. And, uh, you know, what he said was, uh, what did you ask God? And Governor Greg said, I didn't ask him what happened. I asked him, 
What are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? Sometimes the Lord gives us vision to see when we're in trouble, and that's where we are in this nation right here. We are in serious trouble in this nation. Uh, he lets us see that. Then what he wants to do is to let us know that if we seek him, his kingdom, and I mean just the things that we need, uh, you know, essentials, or even maybe some just commodities. But if we seek his kingdom, uh, and his righteousness, he gives us a promise, Kathy. And that promise is this. All these things will be given to you in wellness. And that's at Matthew six thirty three. When you look at that, he has all things in his hand. And he knows what we need. And we don't sometimes. No, we don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the other thing is that in, in knowing that, then we can have peace. And quietness in our heart. Just like Governor Greg Abbott did. And said, oh, you know, why did you do this? Or, mm-hmm. you know, why, what? And all those questions that mm-hmm. bring the acquisitions, really. Instead, he said, what are you going to do now? What are we going to do now? Yeah, because, I like that. Yeah. And so many times that's what we need to do is ask the Lord a question. And that's how we started Love Talk. Mm-hmm. Is we, I asked the Lord a question. Lord, first of all, would you do this? That's almost 33 years ago. Would you do this? And secondly, what would you talk about? <laughs> and and I do believe that when you pray about things at nighttime, and, and Van and I both do this, we pray ourselves to sleep at night, is that he says he will give you answers, that he will give you answers in the middle of the night. If you give your brain an assignment and you ask the Lord a question, he will begin to give you the peace and the understanding and the power to do it in the what in a way that will bring honor and glory to him. So, you know, it's that's just the way he's made us and that's the way he is and he's not changing, Kathy. He is not changing, no matter how much we may want to mold him into a figure that is more comfortable to us. No, he is the God of all comfort, but that's because he is who he is. And uh, I think when we start really getting to know him, getting into his word, spending time with him in prayer, he will blow your mind. He's an amazing and big God. And, you know, this is one of the things that I have learned. You know, we talk about God of the future and looking into the future. And, and there's this verse that says, God is the God who was and is and is to come. And this is what I want to yes, say to each of he us. Is to come. He is the God who who is God over your was. And he is God over your is. And mm. he is God over your is to come. Mm. And so sometimes I think about um, the the future. Okay, and so there's the future right in front of us. And would, with girls, I would think I would think a lot about it. <laughs> Think and plan. Think and plan. Three beautiful girls. Yes. (laughs) Okay. And then there's like the future, future. Now, for the Christian, there's a big difference between the future and the future, future. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. So, Carrie, what is the confidence and, and the promise that God has given us for our future, future, that gives us confidence for our present. <laughs> You're so funny. Ooh. You know, I'm glad yeah. you got that one. Right, right. <laughs> our future, future, as in John 11:26. Whoever lives and believes in me will never die. 
Okay, so if you're turned to our dial and you've never heard anything about the Christian faith or you are a questioner or um, you just don't have a clue what we're talking about right now, this verse in John is very confusing. What it means is our bodies die, yes, but we don't. Our souls live on. And we have that assurance. The book of John is filled with that assurance for us that we will not perish, but we will have everlasting life. We do have to take a break, and I can't wait to wrap up this segment and show you how the terminologies of you will never die and you will always have a home, how they go hand in hand. Please join us right after the break. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard. And new Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. Let's get back with the three love ladies, Carrie Brinkater, Kathy Enderbrock, and Evelyn Davison. You're listening to Love Talk right here on The Bridge. And welcome back, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Love Talk, Love Walk on 1120 AM, The Bridge. In studio with you, uh, Evelyn Davison and Coach Carrie Brinkater. And we're talking about loving and living the word. So many times we just get so wrapped up in how much we love the Lord and we love his word. And then we get paralyzed not knowing how to go, how to go and live it out. And so we focused a little bit today on one of those guys that lived it out. He loved God and he lived it out, and that was King David. Now, Carrie, when we went out, you said you made a promise, okay? So (laughs) we're going to try and keep our promise to you, friends. You said that when we got back, these two incredible, profound truths that are anchors for us, that you would really get in and unwrap them, you will never die, you will always have a home. Those two go hand in hand. It it, it seems incredibly crazy. In 1973, Ernest Becker wrote a book called Denial of Death, and his thesis was based on the fear of death haunts the human animal like nothing else. You know, when you don't know Jesus, when you have no idea what's going to happen to you after you die, I've known people who are very afraid to die because they don't know what's going to happen. We have assurance, though, friends. We have assurance that we have a home prepared for us by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and that we will not die. In John three seventeen, it says, He did not come to condemn, but to save. He's telling us right there. It, he's not coming to, to, to judge every single thing that we've ever done. He wants us to love him and to live for him. He wants us to put our faith in him. And in John, he says the words, truly, truly, I, I, I don't know how many times I didn't count it. It doesn't say falsely, falsely. It says truly, truly. In John eight fifty one, it says, truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, 
he will never see death or he will never taste death. And by keeping his word, friends, that means that we hide it in our hearts, that we receive Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, and that that is what speaks life through us. And in John five twenty four, he again, he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. Again, it's about this belief. It's about hiding it in our heart. And that then we don't have to see or taste death. Now, I do have to tell you this story. We have a friend. Um, she was my daughter's age. And in, when they were in the third grade, she developed brain cancer. And she ended up passing away, um, I think, 16 months after she was diagnosed with brain cancer. The parents of this beautiful young girl named Amanda are truly testaments to Christ and to how they lived their lives just praising Jesus, even in the midst of an incredible illness that took their daughter's life. I can't tell you how many people they have impacted for Christ through their daughter's life. But that little girl, before she went to heaven, she saw heaven. She saw it. She could see it. When she was dying, she could see it. And she told her parents, I see it. There's the book of life. Oh, Mom, there's the grapes. And she said, oh, there's this huge table I'm going to be able to eat. And she was so excited. Now, she did see and taste death right there, but she saw Jesus in that the bible says that we don't have to worry friends about where we're going we don't have to worry friends about death and that he's prepared a home for us listen to these beautiful verses this in john 14 again the book of john my father's house has many rooms if that were not so would i have told you that i'm going there to prepare a place for you And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'm going to come get you so that you can be with me. And I'm going to take you there with me. This is what it says in the book of John, friends. So this is how it goes hand in hand. Your flesh is going to die. Absolutely. But your spirit goes to live with the Lord in heaven who's prepared a place for you. Specifically for you. Kathy, Evelyn, I don't know about y'all. But this is incredibly comforting to me. I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry about what's going to happen. And I love this verse that King David used. Um, You know, obviously King David uh, was a, what was it, a great, great, great grandfather of of Christ. So he never saw Christ. Um, But he believed in what God said and he believed in the coming Messiah, which, um, you know, Christ is the promised Messiah. Now, our, our Jewish friends they are still waiting for the Messiah. Yes. We look at God's word and we see how over 400 prophecy were fulfilled. It was just as God said it would be in the life of Christ. So we have recognized um, that Messiah has come. And, um, and, and one of the things that King David said, he said, better is one day in your courts than a thousand mm. elsewhere. And so I love this. It's mm. when we talk about the future futures Christians, we talk about eternity. That is our eternity. And you know, when we talk about not tasting death, we're not going to be floating around in some never never land. We are going to be in the courts of God and we don't want to be anywhere else because one day in his courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. 
I, I, I love those profound truths that anchor us down. And, and Evelyn, you touched on something when we first came in uh, to the program. I, I believe you said this when you were talking about being adopted. We talk about God chose us because I, I know when when couples go out to adopt a child, they, they you know, sometimes they are assigned that child and sometimes they have chosen, like they actually go and say, this one. And God speaks over and over again about him choosing us. What does that mean and how does that make a difference for us living every day? Well, it's it's a promise that Jesus made. Uh, you know, if you really want to test your spirituality uh, or your sensitivity to the life of the Lord Jesus, read John 15 and 16. Mm-hmm. It's, it's where Jesus prays and it's it's not the Lord's Prayer. It's, you know, that we call the Lord's Prayer that, you know, give us this day our daily bread. Uh, the important thing about knowing Jesus is that he already knows us. And he has a plan for us. And in John, he talks about his plan with the Father in, in John 15. And in John 16, uh, he goes into more of the details. But one of the things that he said to the disciples, those that were looking at him and not understanding what we're talking about today, they didn't understand that Jesus was going to go away. Mm-hmm. They thought he had come to set up a political system, a physical system of life. And he didn't come for that purpose. He came to establish life. And because he loved it, the scriptures tell us God is love. And that's why he came as an example of love. But this is what he said. And this is my life verse. In John fifteen sixteen. he said this. You did not choose me. Hmm. You know, you didn't, you didn't know that I even loved you. You didn't choose me. But I have chosen you. And I have ordained you, I have appointed you and anointed you and planted you in a love field where you can grow up and bear fruit. And your fruit will be lasting. That is the word of God. That's the, that is what happened with King David. He was notorious as a leader. People followed him and loved him. And then he got bored with life. And he didn't go to war when God told him to go out there. The Philistines were going to cover the land. And, and he stayed home and played on top of the, the house. Bad decisions. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Looked in the wrong direction. A lot of the things David did was wrong. But the thing that he did not do was to dis- discard his faith in Jehovah God, in Yeshua. Mm-hmm. He knew the Lord. And he knew how weak and and really uh, undependable he had been. And he knew that what the scripture said, one day in God's presence is more powerful than anything. And so there are those times in our life when we really do uh, feel like we're separated from him. But he says he has anointed us. He has poured out his power on us. And in us, that it might flow through us. And so when we look at that, we have a choice in life. He's already chosen. He chose to give his life that we might have life. And so what we're left with is our choice. What are you going to choose? If you're not a believer and you're listening to us today, he has chosen you. You are listening to him today as we have presented his word. He is speaking to you. Will you let him 
live his life in you? That is, that's the question we have to ask. And if you say yes, he says, I will come in and I will anoint you. I will, I will send you a comforter. I will send you a peacemaker. I'll send you everything you need as you trust him. And so that's where we are, Kathy, when we look at, at why we're here right now. We are blessed to be born for times such as these because we know what's in eternity. And we know how, you, how you're able to appropriate that for this life. And so as we've talked today, we didn't choose for Jesus to die. We chose for him to live in us. And so as you're listening today, first thing you have to do is admit that you're lost and you don't have him. To believe that he's real and that he can make a difference in your life. And then confess, just accept his gift of love and then confess it with your mouth. You can write us. Tell us how they can get in touch with us. You can call us on the love line. That's the easiest way on 512-249-6535. Give us your address. We would love to send you out a Bible and some material. Come visit us at the Love Talk Network dot com and ask us your questions if 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 you have questions about how do i how do i grow in a love relationship with the lord how do i live out the word write us your questions we'd love to share those on on air and address those on air and um you can come and get uh see us at love talk radio on facebook and uh just let us know what your needs are at let us hear what your feedback is and uh we appreciate you being our listening friends, and we look forward to developing that relationship with you as we move forward together. Remembering that living the Word and loving the Word puts your feet on solid ground, fills your hearts, and keeps your eyes pointed in the right direction. Ladies, it's been great. Thank you for helping us walk through these concepts and opening God's Word. It's been a fun week. It's been a fun week, absolutely. And we pray that you'll have a fun week as you live the fundamental love of and love walk with Jesus. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as you town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. We're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville. And come see us.